Hello, everyone. It's Heather. Uh, you are listening to Cryptids and Other Weird Things. I just wanted to do a quick intro and let you know that I had a little bit of mishap with my sound equipment, and I actually had to um, use my phone to record this one because I invited a very special guest on with me, and I could not figure out how to do it through my PC. So I apologize for the audio. Uh, I will try my best to figure out a different way to do it from now on when I have guests on. Also, I want to do a little bit of a a warning just to uh, parents with young children around. We're going to be covering something um, that's a little bit spooky um, and may influence kids. So if your kids are easily influenced by, you know, spooky things and might have nightmares or whatnot, I wouldn't recommend you listening um, with your kids around, maybe put in some headphones and whatnot. Completely up to you. I'll leave that as your discretion. I just wanted to put that out there. It is spooky. Um, we are discussing something that actually happened to us. Um, and I just don't want some little kid having a nightmare because they listened to this story. Um, other than that, let's go on to my second official episode and with my very, very special guest. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Cryptids and Other Weird Things. I am your host, Heather, and I have a VIP <laughs> once in a lifetime uh, special guest. Uh, this is Shelby. Shelby is my best friend. She's been my best friend for... Gosh, since we were like 13, 14 years old. I was going to say, hasn't it been like... It's been forever, honestly. Yeah. Jeez, that's great. I feel so old. When I, I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And honestly, I really couldn't think of many other people that I would <laughs> want to do my first guest and and everything with of course. so to my listeners today we are going to be covering hat man but first i have our fun fact for today so i learned that back in like ancient greece and like romans and everything like back in ancient times they used to use um, spider webs to dress wounds. What? Yes. Yes, they used spider webs to dress wounds. Don't ask me how they did it. That's as far as my research went. But apparently it has like antibiotic properties to it. And it like will actually prevent somewhat your wound from getting infected. That's so weird. I've ne I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's crazy. They okay. used to do some pretty crazy stuff, but that that's that's probably top tier of the craziest I've heard of. That's and interesting. You know, it really made me think like they were doing this back then when they didn't have Google, they didn't have a library, they mm -hmm. didn't have information at the tips of their fingers. 
And it just makes me think like, we're doing amazing things nowadays. Don't get me wrong. But I think a lot of times it's making it easier to live, but it's not making us smarter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I think our, um, our advances in technology are really kind of causing us to, um, be less self-aware if that makes sense. Yes. Um, and at, to, interestingly enough, like this was one of the things that Einstein was really afraid of was that, um, once you become so dependent on the internet or so dependent on technology, like you as an emotional human being will regress. And we're starting to see that a lot in youth now is that they are um, in their behavioral health, especially they're starting to regress. They don't know how to cope with things Wow, because they're so dependent on, well, let me just have an app for that. Let me just fix something else. Right. Yeah. It's so easy. It's, it's so easy to be smart because we have information just right there, Mm -hmm. a little box that we carry around in our back pocket, but it's like, we don't uh, have that hands-on experience of like troubleshooting to figure mm-hmm. this out. Yeah. And yeah, that just kind of, I was like, wow, it makes me feel kind of dumb, honestly. Like, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember like, being in school and my teacher would be like, you're not going to have a calculator to be able to figure this out. And it's like, well, jokes on you, Mrs. Johnson. Cause now I totally do all yes. the time. And if I don't know, I'll Google it. Yep. <laughs> honestly. All right. Well, yeah, that's just something that I actually uh, found that today because I have been doing um, home renovations. And to my listeners, I'm so sorry. I know I said I was going to do an episode on Monday, but you'll have to hang with me because I'm painting and doing drywall work and all kinds of crazy stuff. Life happens. Yes. So what I'm going to do is get into our research here and then you have some fun stories for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My first ghost experience happened with your girl. Hey. Like, and it's so funny because like, I'm glad you can remember it because it uh, it was traumatizing. Of course, I'm going to remember that. Like that was terrifying for me. I don't remember if I was scared. I don't remember any of the details. <laughs> the only thing that I remember is when you said it, you said the hat man. Mm-hmm. I remember that and I remember it happening, but I don't remember what exactly happened. So I'm so glad that you remember. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. For and maybe sure. like as you get into, you know, the, your experience and everything, I'll maybe remember some things. It's know. possible. It's possible. Maybe but... it was so traumatic. I just blocked it. You out. blocked it? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, maybe this I is wish not I did that. Okay. I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's get into this. The hat man. This is something that a lot of people experience, especially during adolescence. Um, some adults report seeing hat man repetitively during childhood. People see him during the daytime as well as the nighttime. Did you did you ever see him during the daytime? No, I, I don't think I ever have during the day. But I, I mean, gosh, I couldn't even count how many times I do know I've seen him, especially in the peripheral of my vision. Um, really? But I, I, I don't recall any time during the day. It was always at night. Like there was a time I was at work. There was a time um, in my car. I... But all in all in the evening or at nighttime, yeah. 
Okay. Hmm. Okay. So sometimes people experience him or see him during sleep paralysis. Did you ever have that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Did you see him during your, your episodes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It said that um, in my research, it said that some people think it's um, like these shadow people. They call them like a shadow person. Yeah. And basically, shadow people are a perception of a shadow being an actual entity. So like dark time, people will say like, oh, they'll look over in a corner and like when it's dark and your eyes are trying to adjust to the darkness sometimes the shadows can like warp your vision and you can see something that may or may not be there. And they've called them shadow people that just kind of lurk like just out of view, basically. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then some people think it's a straight up demon. Yeah. I've read, um, since you and you and I kind of talked about it and kind of brought it up a little bit, I've read that it could be anything from shadow person, someone who's walking between realms. Um, some people even claim that he's like a calming presence. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel that, but it could be different for someone else. Um, or like you said, a demonic entity just lurking. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so as far as the demonic uh, theory, some people think that he's a demonic presence because he seems to like environments where fighting and mis- misfortune mm-hmm. is or have had taken place. Um, some think he is the cause of the misfortune or violent events. Um, some also report that when they see Hatman, it's almost as if they can feel him feeding off of their fear. What is your experience with that? Um, My, well, I, I, I agree that I don't know if he causes um, turmoil, but uh, I, I know it definitely does feel like he feeds off of it. Growing up, my house was, uh, my parents were separated and got back together several times. And there was a lot of arguing. There was a lot of issues between me and my parents to the point where, like I was sent to military school halfway through my high school career. I that. Yeah, and um, I mean that's I, when we we didn't talk to you for like yeah that was it was a years yeah that was a messed up time oh and then God. in that time like living in my car and like there was just uh there was a lot of strife in my family like a good bit of it even like trauma response I blocked out so. I definitely agree that he does he does feed off of like your anxiety, your fear, your, you know, your real depression time. I mean, that was at the time you remember when my parents tried to check me in the um yes. that yeah. Yes. So the it was all right around there that it wow. was just constant and like the constant feeling of being watched, the constant feeling of like um almost intrusive thoughts that you were like, "Oh my god, that's so not me." Like you know and then at night not being able to sleep and just seeing red eyes in your closet and like knowing like you're being watched it's poking you to be more afraid to feed it more honestly that 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 is really what I truly believe is that he finds somebody who's weaker or finds a home or situation that like oh this is an easy place for me to hang out for a little while and like cause some extra strife 
So do you think that maybe, so people are saying, and you are saying like he feeds off of fear. Do you think that the fear maybe keeps him like in this realm almost like keeps him in this form? I don't know. I um, really try not to think about it. It was like, it was just the harder days is when you would see him. Right. Really. Um, when I'm you wondering, like, like if, if he had no one to feed off of, would he exist basically? Oh, that's an interesting thought. I don't know. Yeah. The fact that we give him power because we think right. about it and we do live in fear of him because right. I mean, there are so many people who have claimed to have seen him or dealt with him as children. I wonder if that is. And then, well, that also strikes the other question is like, is he technically like the boogeyman that you freak out as a kid and you sit there and think about that? You know, you're already scared as a child of having monsters in your closet. Like, right. Does that that's that's a pretty interesting idea. Does that feed into him and cause him to be more powerful? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you know how they say, like, oh, don't ever say, like, a demon's name out yeah. because yeah. you, like, give them power. I wonder if it's something like that. That's true. And, like, um, I don't know if you if you think if you've done any research into, like, the Fae, but mm-hmm. that's their yeah. thought as well is that they'll tell you never give um, the Fae your name because then you're bonded to them and that you owe them something. Oh, yeah. Or, like, you've you've – um, cemented some kind of agreement with them and then they hold dominion or power over you. That's insane. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, by using his name or knowing his name, you give power. Right. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. That's really interesting. Okay. Well, let's go into what this hat man looks like. Um, people say he's a tall black figure wearing a hat, like a, like a detective hat basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he's wearing a long black trench coat. He's always said to be a male. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people see red eyes. Um, people have reported seeing him glance at a gold pocket watch, mm-hmm. um, whispering threats at people or tipping his hat at people. Um, did you ever see him like with a with a watch or anything like that? No, I've never seen a watch. Uh, definitely red eyes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're uh, you're spot on there. I mean, you know, just a just like a wide brimmed sort of hat. Right. Um, never really any solid shape. Like there were no facial features. Like you would not be yeah. able to distinguish anything. Yeah. I couldn't tell you if he was young or old or, or whatever, but he would have like a duster kind of jacket. I wouldn't necessarily say trench coat. Like don't think of like big detective dude, but like definitely a, some kind of old timey duster jacket Red eyes. If you saw eyes at all, they were red. Um, no, I never saw a watch. But definitely, like, when he when he would mess with me sometimes, it was like he kind of – it was funny. So, like, the tipping of the hat for sure, like, kind of a, you know, like a sly kind of like gotcha. gesture. Kind of yeah, like- yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Wow. It rattles you because you're like, listen here, dude. Like, right. <laughs> you came Leave into my home. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so like how tall do you think he was I mean I know we're going oh, back gosh. to like super young but like I was little so I don't I don't tall. know um like did he seem like enormous to you at the time yeah I thought like I mean I would have been like six foot five like right guy right leaning up against the wall just watching like creepy wow you know pee pee tom watching like right. just weird you know Okay, well, um, so most entities like ghosts and such, they, they'll appear and they'll disappear within a few seconds, right? Normal ghost apparition, like you see it one minute, you look away, you look back again, it's gone. Mm -hmm. But Hatman is said to stay for like extended periods of time. And he even has reports of people being attacked by him. Mm -hmm. um touched choked um things of that nature did he ever do like do anything physical to you well yeah the time that you and I um when we were in the basement of my house in Middletown um okay we'll uh, go on we'll go into the story so yes to to answer your question yes but we'll we'll explain it but yes yes Gotcha. Okay. And I think we kind of already covered this already, but I had a question here. I'm thinking like, is he a warning of impending doom or the cause Mm -hmm. of it? And I guess kind of what you said is, is neither. He just likes to be around it. Yeah. I think he just kind of feeds off the turmoil that he causes. Cause if you really think about um, right about that time of 15 or 16 is when stuff really started to go south in my home life as a kid. Um, be that because I was, um, uh, maturing and starting to have my own ideas and wasn't, you know, following parents as, as a young child would, you know, you're going through a, a whole bunch of different emotions as a teenager and you start to rebel. So whether it's either that or, or, um, he just likes to hang out and, and cause, I don't, I wouldn't say he causes issues. Cause it was like, we started having problems and then he started showing up. Right. That makes I, sense. I think it's more of a, uh, he, just likes he it. felt that energy and was yeah. like, oh, this is a great place to, you know, like poke. grow or whatever. Or yeah. Like get my, draw my yeah. strength from. Yeah I, yeah. I, I kind of agree with you. I feel like you know, my thought of him, like, he needs that to be able to, like, be here, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Huh. Okay, well, that's kind of all of my research. That's, you know, pretty much all that I found. Do you have anything to add to that as far as like his his looks or his character? Anything like that? Um, no, uh, I mean, his character, he's, it's definitely looking back on it now, you know, being, being an adult and thinking about it. Um, he's smug. Smug. What do you mean? Oh, very smug. Like, like you would get terrified. I mean, I remember waking up and he's just like looming at the end of my bed, like standing there staring at me and I'm, I'm scared and I'm like whispering, begging for him to go away. And he just keeps lurking. You know, so and it's, it's basically like this is a game to him. Yeah, right? like like that kind of an attitude. Like wow. you can't do anything about it. I'm gonna hang out here as long as I want to. Like, let me just wow. terrify you. Right. You know, to 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 let you know how small you are. Wow, 
That's crazy. It's definitely like a like a smug energy that you feel. Oh my goodness. That you're very small and that you don't matter and that, you know, wow. all of you know, all of this is because of you. You know, it's just it's very strange. It's a very strange feeling. Wow. Okay. Well, you do you want to um since I have a memory of a goldfish when it comes to something (laughs) like this and it's so crazy because like I am the first to recall like childhood events but this I literally remember none of the details so if you want to go ahead and and kind of tell me like a a story or two that really sticks out to you um go for it um so uh, the first time I ever saw him was with you. You would come over for a sleepover. And, so uh, this, this was a house in Middletown oh. in Maryland. Okay. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Just okay. like uh, literally like 20 minutes from Harper's Ferry, like r- not far at all. Um, and, okay. uh, you would come over for a sleepover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were, I mean, at the time we were like 15 years old and we're like, oh, let's watch scary movies and like scare the crap well, out of each other. Well, I was like, probably like 13 at the time because you're a little you're, older. Than yeah. Me. You're younger than we are. Yeah. So I remember being 15 cause I think I was dating Joel at the time. <laughs> he's nice. <laughs> he has a kid now. How crazy is that? No, like, he's, <laughs> yeah, I did talk, I did speak to him and he's, he's, it seems like a great person, but yeah, I'm just saying is. like back then, like the choices that we made were like cringy. Oh, so cringy. <laughs> not so just, cringy. not him specifically. Just there like are so the, many things about summer camp that I'm like, oh. oh God, why were you that way? I know. Uh. My God. And honestly, he probably thinks the same thing. of his. Parents. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure if I, I, if you asked him, he probably would agree. Um, anyway, so you would come over to my house and we were, um, that was about the time that like we had watched Black Dahlia and, um, The oh Grudge. God, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we were hanging out with Devony and, and all that stuff. Um, uh, so you would come over to my house and it was, uh, in the evening we had just gotten done, you know, like having dinner, like hanging out and, um, we were watching a scary movie and then we were, we had like freaked ourselves out, I guess enough. And so we were like, let's just watch, let's watch like Disney princesses yep. and then we'll go to bed. Okay. Yep. <laughs> we got to end on a good note and then Always. we'll go to sleep. So we're down there and we had half of the basement was finished. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember that, but half of the basement was finished. And then the back half was all left undone. Mm-hmm. And we always kept that door closed to the undone part. Cause I mean, you know, your parents don't really want you going back there. Right. So, yeah. um, you and I were in the like makeshift living room of the finished part of the basement and we had the lights on and we were trying to talk to like fall asleep because we had freaked ourselves out with the grudge enough. And, and, um, so we were trying to make light of us already being kind of fearful. Right. Um, and we had heard kind of a strange noise and in the back half of the basement and you were like, you go check it out. And I was like, no, you go check it out. It's your house. <laughs> Neither one of us went to check it out. I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, Neither one no. of us went. And then, um, the lights kind of flickered and then you took it upon yourself that you were just going to communicate with the spirits. And I was what? like, Oh my God, please stop. Please. That sounds like me, honestly. I know. <laughs> so you were like you know if that's if that's someone if someone is here like can you turn the lights on and off again you know and it happened 
it just in the room we were in because there were three rooms that were finished my dad's office that little living room and then like a workout kind of gym area Mm -hmm. and we had all of those doors open and lights on in all of them like I said we were we were scared we were you know 15 13 scared right turn all the lights on right and sleep better no bad things can come in if the light clearly clearly So you were like, you know, if, if someone is with us, like, um, turn the lights on and off, you know, to let us know that you're here and it happened. And we were like, oh, maybe it's just windy outside. Maybe it's just power lines. Like it, it, there was no storm. Was there was no. Oh, there wasn't a storm. I was thinking I maybe know. there was a storm. I don't think that there can't... was. I th- it might've been windy. Okay. But we were all the way in the basement. So I really don't know. Right. Like the small little lights up there. I don't really remember, yeah. but and I remember it like flickered and you and I just kind of like chalked it up to whatever. And so you would ask again, you were like, okay, so if you really are here, like just turn out these lights till I count to three and then turn them back on. And sure enough, it happened. And you and I screamed bloody murder, freaking out. And my dad came downstairs, told us that we had to go to bed, that it was like two in the morning. It's time to go to sleep. Like you need to you know, and you and I had become obsessed with like, quote, dead time, like the hours between midnight and 3am is like when the most activity happens. So the fact that it was two in the morning, the fact that the lights went out, like we were terrified. We were probably so susceptible to that too. Oh, yeah. We probably really opened ourselves up to I really I mean, I recall from a really young age being very fascinated with the occult and 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 paranormal and things. I mean, to the point now where I mean, I'm full flown like doing tarot readings, like very in depth in my spiritual um, pagan practice, like very much. It really shaped how I am now as an adult. but so we went to bed we officially calmed ourselves down enough like we got yelled at we went to bed and I remember kind of startling a little bit like I don't know if like a noise or something kind of made me wake up but you were already up and you were looking towards the bottom of the stairs and you would like whisper to me like do you see that and I looked over there and it was a man standing at the bottom of the stairs with his hand on the railing just staring at us so how did you how do you know it's a man though is it so the stature i guess i mean well an uh uh, entity okay i I guess i'm saying man because we're talking about hat man but there was a thing standing there i mean i'll never forget it like it radiated darkness like it made that whole corner of the room dark Like, and and it was just there and it was tall and it had a hat and you even, you know, you were even staring at it and you were just like, "Uh." did we have lights on at this point at all? No, no. Because dad came down and like yelled at us. So we like calmed down, turned everything off. It was time for bed. Right. And it was just there. And I mean, I, I was, I, I. I still I feel like paralyzed with fear about it. Like I couldn't even put into words like how scary that was. Like, oh my God, it was just, it was very rattling. It was unnerving completely. Right. And then um, it didn't move. And you and I just kept sitting there staring at it, staring at it, staring at it. And finally you got up the courage and like jumped across like to the other side of the room, like behind us. Cause it was like a pullout bed. And you went to the other side of the room and flicked the light on and it was gone. 
like we we were not messing around like Like, we were like remembering i remember like bits and pieces of this i must i must have been like pooping my pants but like hiding. you were shaking i remember after the fact you were straight up shaking okay like we didn't sleep the whole rest of the night like that was it like we were up we were talking we were terrified it was that was it and I, re- you know, it's funny because I remember um, mom coming to get me. And then, like, when we got home, she was like, why are you so tired? Did you not sleep at all? And I did not. Mm-hmm. I don't think I told her. And she listens to this podcast. So, mom, if you remember me telling you, like, that we saw something, call me and let me know. Because, like, I don't remember a lot of this. And maybe I just didn't tell you because I was so scared. I don't know. It, like, but I, I still like even trying to think about it. Like I was telling my boyfriend that I was going to do this podcast with you and I was telling him about it. And he was like, Oh, what are you guys going to talk about? And I, I was like trying to tell him the story. And I was just like, I can't even explain to you. I was just scared. It was so much fear. Like oh I still God. feel so much fear because of it. That's like, I will never forget it ever. As long as I live, I will never forget it. So like when's the so it it started when you were 15 when is mm-hmm. the last time you saw him or do you still see him mm, I don't think I've ever seen him since uh not since but I I haven't seen him since I was younger but um I think the last time I saw him was college time I had got I'd moved to Seattle to go to college mm-hmm. and um I was living in my aunt's house I didn't, I didn't stay at a dorm. I just lived at my aunt's house because she was so close to campus. Right. And um, she had gone because she was, she was in the National Guard. So she did, you know, um, weekends for that. And all of her kids were living in their dad's house. So it was really just me and her sharing the house. And I was by myself. I, I took care of her dog toodles and um, just kind of stuck to my own thing. And um, that's kind of about that time is when I had a real, uh, uh, alcohol issue. Um, and so I was by myself. Um, and I, ha- and I did not drink that night. I didn't go out. I was, you know, I was home. I had studied cause I had finals mm-hmm. and, um, it was windy and it was rainy that night. And I remember feeling like a lot of anxiety over finals and, um, being scared that like, if I didn't make it, like my parents would be super disappointed that my dad would be angry. Cause that was very, that was a very adamant thing in my household was that if you don't make it in college, you're not going to make it in life. Right. Like if you don't become, he would say, if you're not going to become a constructive member of society in college, you'll never make it. You know, you might as well quit now. Give up. Can now. we just make it a point for anybody listening? Like don't be so hard on your kids. Like, they are people, too. Nobody's perfect. Like, just encourage your kids. You don't need to be a Debbie Downer all the time. Like, oh, if you don't do this specific thing, you're not going to be nothing. You know? Yeah. that's. Let's let's just be kind to our kids. As a person who dealt with that forever, I still, to this day, at 31 years old, everybody who's close enough to me, my sister, even my dad. Now he's apologized for several things, but, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's a big reason why I have no contact with my mother. Um, uh, you know, my boyfriend and everybody is like, you are incredibly hard on yourself. Like you do know it's okay to be human. 
and you are still loved regardless. But at the time I, even though I knew my parents loved me, it was a, um, if I'm not successful or if I don't meet or exceed the, the, the expectations they have given to me, they won't love me anymore. Wow. I will be worthless. I will not be a proper member of society and I will amount to nothing. So it was a very big fear that I was, cause I knew I was already kind of tanking the semester and I was very scared that I wasn't going to make it. And so I was uh, most of the night, like just tossing and turning over these, you know, fears. And, um, I guess I had finally drifted cause I slow, I slowly kind of woke up and like my body couldn't move. I couldn't get up. I couldn't, I couldn't shake the feeling I was being watched. I couldn't really sit up. I couldn't, you know, I just, I was so like, so you were having like a episode of the sleep paralysis. Totally. Totally. Okay. Cause I just, I, I remember desperately just wanting water. Oh. Like I just, I was like, I, I felt so dry and I just, I just wanted water. And then finally, like I kind of looked over and this room was, it was really long. And I looked over towards like where I had a little couch over there and standing behind the couch was again, this entity, just red eyes staring at me, looming, you know, and it, it was like, he took up more space than necessary. And I remember closing my eyes and like counting. Cause at that time I, I'd known like a little bit about my heavy anxiety and like, you know, breathe in for four, hold for four, like, you know, trying to work through a panic attack. So I thought maybe I'm just having a panic attack and there's just this thing. Right. And I opened my eyes again and it was closer. How and close was it? It was at the end of my bed, just staring at oh me. Oh my God. And I was in tears. I remember just like hot tears. I was sweating and it touched me. It grabbed my ankle. I screamed. And I hit the light next to my bed on the nightstand and it was gone. And I got out of bed and like, I, I, I mean, my bed sheets were soaked in sweat. I was freaking out. I, I, my ankle was like searing in pain. Like I went to the bathroom, like better light to try and look. And I had like this whole red handprint honestly. it was almost like he burned you almost it was it was just it was like somebody grabbed you and like was not gonna let you go oh like squeezed you really yeah hard. yeah yeah just oh. like to like indian burn just like straight Ooh. up it was it vice like grip and it was terrifying and i just remember screaming and then i was the only one in the house and i just i i turned all the lights on in the house i was walking around and i still felt like i was just being watched and i just remember screaming like get the F away from me. Like I was screaming obscenities for this thing to leave me alone. Like just like quit messing with me. Like at that point I had had enough. I had seen him several times over my lifetime. I mean, like I said, during the time that I was living in my car, I remember being in my car in a parking lot and him just standing outside of my car under a tree watching me. Oh. And like, just constantly that constant, like following you fear of being watched and being messed with it. Like, I'd had enough and I was just screaming for it to leave me the hell alone. So like at this point, you weren't even really scared anymore. You were just angry. No, I was angry. I was yeah. so beyond angry. I was like, you touched me. Like yeah. it's one thing to loom, but don't touch me, you know? Right. And I I snapped and and I was screaming. Uh, I I mean, forever. And um uh I didn't go back to bed. I did not. And uh, the next day I remember going to classes and like, 
I was still, my ankle was still really hurting. I had like a handprint kind of bruise, I think for like two weeks on my leg. And I, I don't think I've ever seen him since then. Wow. I mean, there were times where, like, I was at work and, like, I could see something moving in my peripheral vision and I'd go to look and, like, there was nothing there. Whether or not I think that's the hat man, I, I don't know because that's that's a pretty common thing for a medium to see is, like, spirits or things moving in your peripheral vision. But, right. So I, I don't know if that's the same thing, but I don't think I've had an actual confirmed 100% it was the hat man since that night when I was, oh right. gosh, I was probably 20, 20, 21. Yeah. I think I was I 20. I don't think, I think maybe we talked on and off, but we were, weren't like super communicative at that point. Well, that was really when a lot of my life really went south is that, you know, I, I left home at 16. No, okay. I left home at 17. Yeah. And I lived on my own, you know, I, I had kind of a drug issue and alcohol abuse problem. And, um, you know, I lived with Josh for a long time and, you know, he was dealing. And so that was kind of uh, throughout that entire time, I guess maybe he, you know, feeds off of your hardship in life, maybe, because during that whole time, I just recall my parents constantly, you know, putting me down or whatever, and me just putting myself in dangerous situations and, and thinking I was some kind of, you know, tough little, I don't know, badass, for lack of a better term, <laughs> you know, just like, oh, I'm, I'm a hard life. I'm from the streets. Like, no, sweetheart, you're from a subdivision. Yeah. And <laughs> right. In a really right. nice town. Like, no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, gosh. It's just, I don't know. It was just, that was probably the most tra- traumatic point in my life was, was those few years was from, you know, 14 up until about 19 or 20 was when I had the most mental illness issues. I had the most trauma issues. I had, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of abuse and, and fear. Yeah. Wow. And I, I did have, I did have a lot of, uh, a lot more turmoil, you know, as an adult, but that was kind of more my own doing and being in a situation that I should have been out of and, you know, Mm -hmm. trauma responses, I guess, making matters worse and, you know, assault and things like that, that just, you know, it, it feeds into the fact that, you know, you don't have self-worth because of childhood trauma and, and neglect and those things. Yeah. Wow. Man, what a roller coaster. Fun times. Thank you <laughs> for sharing. I know of course. that, you know, I don't, that, and I, I kind of feel guilty that I don't share your, your, um, your trauma, but I just don't have, it's almost like I'm complete, like I remember it happening and I remember bits and pieces now that you've told some of the stories, but I just feel completely disconnected from it. And I don't know if it's just like my brain, you know, protecting me from the trauma of it, mm-hmm. um, but Jeez, I'm really glad I jumped up and turned on that light. Oh, me too, girl. <laughs> Who knows? We could have 
got eaten alive by the hat right. man. Who knows? Oh my god! <laughs> but I just, I just remember, like, we were both just you. We both woke up, and you're like, "Do you see that?" And I was like, "Uh, I was yep. already awake." I wonder. Yeah, you were already up. up. I, I, I just remember looking up at you, and I was like, "What are you looking at?" And you're like, "Do you see that?" And I looked oh. over, and sure enough, there was this thing. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to die. This is it right here, right now. And you were like, uh-uh. And you went and turned the light on. And <laughs> he was like, later. So that was it. He was probably like, oh, shoot, scared. And I was like, nah. I was like, no, that didn't happen. That did oh not happen. That God. was not a thing. We were hopped up on sugar and oh, horror movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was probably what that was. And then yep. sure enough, it just threw out life, wow. continuing to see the same kind of thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then, because I don't ever remember, like, me having – I had one experience at a house that I lived in when I was by myself. Um, but it wasn't – I don't think it was Hat Man. Um, but other than my experience with you and being around you, I don't think I ever saw him. Or yeah. maybe I just don't remember. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. You know, I've – I've had I had experiences with um, angels. Mm-hmm. I had two experiences with them, and my brother, maybe he can remember. He's really bad at memories too. And then I had another experience with a unfriendly something in my basement. Um, and oh, I, I remember that. I stopped. Yeah, I was like, I was sitting. I'll tell it real quick, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. But. I was sit- I can't remember how old I was. I was, you know, mid-teens or something, but I was sitting. I always sat downstairs by myself, like I was holding my cat or whatever, and there was a computer down there, and I would sit at that computer, and I would watch, like, YouTube video after YouTube video. After oh, YouTube- yeah, and, like, <laughs> instant messenger. Like, yeah, yeah was, I remember that. that. I remember thing. that. Like, hours, I would sit down Mm -hmm. there, no lights on, nothing. I don't know what I was thinking. I was just, like, fearless. We were weird little emo kids. That's what we were thinking. So I'm sitting (laughs) down there, right? And then there's there's a closet behind me. And it has, like, games and, like, a bunch of just, like, mishmash, like, blankets, stuff like that. Just storage that you would put in your basement. Because it was kind of like a rec room. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I hear this bang out of nowhere scares the ever living crap out of me I jump and then I'm sitting in my chair and I'm looking at the closet I know exactly where it's coming from it's coming from in the closet and like the closet was big like you could walk in there it was a walk-in closet and I'm like what the heck and then I'm staring at the door and then a battery rolls out just slowly out from under the door and across the floor i remember you sending me messages about this and I'm like, you were online and you were like dude yes. i think i'm gonna die right now and i was like you're crazy <laughs> it's fine <laughs> and then i guess i kept the same energy when like i jumped up and turned on the light because i was like oh no no, it no, was no. just like it was like out of nowhere. It was like a cord yeah. just snapped, and Heather yeah. was flying across the room with the wall. Like, like she was, was gone. Yeah, it was the same thing in my basement. I jumped. I almost thought you chair. were like gonna leave me there. Like you were gonna go to a whole other room. You're and on just your own. Leave me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I jumped up and and I ripped open the closet doors and I turned on the light real quick. And I looked in there and I was like mad. I was like, nah, this ghost ain't going to get me. And there was. (laughs) (laughs) 
no man you ain't coming near me (laughs) there was a game i don't know if anybody knows what this game is called it's called simon and it is the weirdest game my mom bought it still have no idea what the point of the game is but it's like this oval game. And oh, is it the one where like the colors? The yeah, there's four lights. I love on the that top. game. And it says Simon, and it boop boop, and it lights yeah. up different colors. That's yeah. like my ADHD goes into overdrive because you have to like, you have to follow the pattern it makes and like do it as much as it does. Oh my gosh, oh. I could sit there and play that thing for hours. Hours. See, I never could figure. Out. I just thought it was like this creepy, like B list game or something. Oh like, no, dude, like, I'll disassociate it and play that thing for hours. Lily has really? one. It's like a bop it situation. Oh, like it'll okay. it'll be like red, red, blue, green, and you have to do it like after it, you know, oh. and you try to see how long you can copy it. Okay, hmm, I love I that thing. Get, I'm I'm a good one now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that game was and I know that game was up on the shelf like it was up on the shelf it would not have flown off of the shelf unless something moved it that game was on the ground the battery in the back had a screw on plate where like it you put a plate over a screw yeah yeah yeah. the batteries inside that was completely broken off of it oh my goodness the batteries are gone and I'm looking and I'm like okay that I can't logically make that make sense. Right. Because it's not like a gust of wind could hit that or like faulty wiring. That's not like an easy like we can debunk that. Yeah. My my cat's not in the closet. The closet door was closed. So I quietly closed the closet door, turned the light (laughs) off, went over, I turned, I booted the, the, the PC down. I got my blanket. I got my cat and I went upstairs and from that point on, I tell you, like, you know how they make those memes on, like, Facebook of, like, this guy, like, dressed all in black. And, like, when you're going upstairs, like, you you hit the light real quick and you oh run my upstairs gosh. and, the, and yes. the shadow, like, follows you. That was my life the entire time I lived there. Because, yeah. Yeah. because in that house, we came in through the garage and we went upstairs to the main house. We never used the front door. Mm-hmm. And every single time it would get me and I had the overwhelming fear that somebody was behind me every single time I want to go up those stairs and the lights were off it was like this irrational fear it it's, I don't think it's irrational I think like everybody's got it's like a self-preservation like yeah just a bell goes off and it's like darkness behind you you better book it up these stairs and it's crazy because like I, so I clean houses for a living for my listeners that don't know that. So I'm in people's basements all the time. I'm downstairs. A lot of times, you know, some of my clients' houses, I'm there by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't really. Do you still freak any, out? And no, like... I don't. Really? I don't. It was just in that house. And now some of the houses that I clean are, are pretty old. There's this one house that I clean. It's a farmhouse. And. I think there is a, a spirit down there, but I don't think it's harmful. And every time I go in that room that I get those feelings, I just kind of like say to myself, hey, I know you're here. I respect you. I'm just here to do my job and then I'm going to leave you alone. And I do my job and I leave and it's never bothered me. Well, that's that's technically what you're supposed to do when you're yeah. um, when you're faced with that kind of feeling or presence is mm-hmm. is. Um, you can either, you know, ask it to leave, cast it out or 
um, stage to kind of move the spirit along its way. Or you just say, hey, look, I get that you're there. Please, if you don't bother me, I won't bother you. Okay. And you have this mutual understanding. Um, That's a very common practice on how to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's really the best way to do it, especially when it's someone else's home. Um, yeah, it's just I to never, be like, never, I get it. You're here doing your thing, but right. yeah, you, you can be here too, but I have just a job don't, too. don't mess with me. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like, I've never experienced anything like benevolent since then. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was just because, okay, I was young and impressionable. <laughs> and That's so another hard. thing too, is yeah. I'm like, was I just like, uh, so was I just young and like making something bigger out of nothing or like just making something out of fear I mean I mean fear is a strong motivator you never really know what that's going to do for you and your subconscious you know you could do anything but the fact that so many times I, I mean Uh, so many times of seeing this thing of, I mean, hearing door slam in the basement of hearing, you know, there's, I I can't justifiably say, Oh, I was just a kid. And, and I overthought it. And then the fact that like, I, I was blessed enough to be raised in a family where there wasn't turmoil. There wasn't any kind of, of like, I was raised in a really happy home until I got, you know, much, much older. I will say I was so jealous of that. I won't oh, lie. I know your mom listens right oh. now. And I just want your mom to know that at that time, I really needed a mom. Oh. And she was so great. She loves you so much. She, she was, I think she could probably tell that like yeah. her life kind of sucks, you know, but yeah. she was just, she was always so nice to me. And I saw her every Wednesday and she was just, oh God, I can't tell you how much your mom oh. really mattered. Oh, I'm so thankful that she could give that to you. Yeah, it was great. You're going to make her cry. I, I know. I'm crying. Are you kidding? <laughs> she's listening right now. She's bawling like a baby. I know, <laughs> Mom. I know that's what you're doing. I'm sorry, Mrs. But, Roman. Yeah, but like, I just want to let you know, you matter. <laughs> I'm saying, like, it was. it's really weird that, like, I saw what you were seeing, even though I was, I had a very stable home life. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, and really you saw it in my house and I'm wondering if that was the factor. It was the fact that, um, it was where I grew up. It was where most of my turmoil at home was because we were very, a, um, uh, appearance mattered family. Oh yeah. You know, so, um, the way we would portray to everybody else, no one could know what was going on besides behind closed doors, obviously. So most of the turmoil happened at home. Oh, yeah. Well, I am so glad that you got through that. And I wish that, you know, I w- I'm, I'm two years younger than you, I think. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. at that time, I don't know that I would, would have been mature enough to to help you in any way. But I wish I would have been able to. No, I'm, uh, to be honest, I, I just thought that's how everyone's life was. It, it took a very long, wow. it, honestly, it took until I was about 29 to realize that my home life was not okay. Um, it, it took my boyfriend's family, Jeremiah. Um, it took his family to be like, you know, that's not normal. Right. Cause I, I think I made like an offhand joke or comment. Cause I, now I've developed a very dark sense of humor and, 
I just kind of made yeah. this comment about how I never really had a birthday or something. And they all just like right. stared at me like, what? Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's not normal. Like, that's not, nobody else goes through that. Or like, um, right. I think it was a, like, a, like a fend that we were talking about what to do for dinner. And I was like, oh, well, why don't we just have like a fend for yourself kind of night? And they were like, what? And I was like, you never had that grown up? Like, mom wow. took too many pills and we just fend for ourselves. Wow. <laughs> that wasn't a thing. <laughs> so I kind of, so I, I'm just thinking and I kind of want to put you on the spot here for our listeners and ask you, since you've been through all of this and you're a mom now, um, which you're a wonderful mom. And thank you. I, I just, I want to ask you for our listeners, like, what because I know that we do have some younger lists I, I have some younger listeners um what would you tell someone that's that's younger and impressionable that may be going through things like this at home oh gosh um uh okay I growing up I thought my parents knew everything I thought they're adults they know it's best they know absolutely everything I'm gonna be really honest I am now in my 30s okay your parents are probably you know in their 30s or 40s they have no idea nothing they they don't we're winging it okay we are on a hope and a prayer praying to God that you turn out okay and one have compassion for the fact that you both don't have any idea what they're doing and they're probably responding out of fear and out of unresolved trauma of their own from when they were a child. That's helped me a lot growing up to not really hate them for what they've done, but to understand I need to have healthy boundaries because um, the way my mother grew up, she couldn't help the way she treated me. She couldn't help it. She didn't know any better. There are times where I don't know any better and I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally just, I'm going to have to pay for therapy for you later. I'm so sorry. But like (laughs) there, but that's the thing is that, is that you know, you're never done learning. You're never done unhealing, un, un, or you're never done healing. You're never done unlearning trauma that has been caused upon you. That's literally your mission. Your entire life is to heal things that other people have done to you. Yeah. And starting as early as possible is the best way to do it. Cause trying to do it and like rewire your brain at 30 sucks. It's horrible, but just have compassion and understand that they don't really know what's best either. They may act like it. They may think that they know, you know, but they don't, and you don't either, and that is perfectly fine. You're both trying to figure it out. We, you know, none of us asked to really be here, okay? And we're all just going to figure it out. It's going to be okay. You don't have to have answers for everything. So what would you recommend, like, say there's a child in, you know, middle school or, you know, sophomore or whatever that are going is going through things and they know something's wrong, but they don't know what to do about it. What would you suggest them do as like a, like reaching, what would you suggest they reach out to a counselor? At their oh, school absolutely. Or, okay. Absolutely. Um, uh, taking your mental health seriously is, is the number one thing you can do for yourself. Um, like I said, understanding boundaries, if you're in a situation to where, um, you're in an unstable home, 
where you have one or more parent who is creating a dangerous environment or an environment where you have to be hyper aware of, did I walk too loud? Did I, did I say the wrong thing? If I have like, I have an upset tummy. If I go to them and let them know that, am I going to cause a problem? So I shouldn't say anything. You need to find maybe another adult an aunt, an uncle, uh, a grandparent, another adult that you feel safe enough. It could even be um, your, your, in my situation, your friend's mom that you can feel comfortable, comfortable enough to say, Hey, I, I, you know, I'm having problems. I I need help. Um, It could be your guidance counselor at school. It could be uh, you could even simply enough, just go to your parents and say, Hey, I need to see a therapist. Like, okay. hey, I'm not doing okay. I need help. Um, and and even now, there are so many opportunities at literally the click of a button on your phone for you to be able to do that. Being able to use right. an app like BetterHelp that yes. is online therapy. They even specialize in children and teens that it's beneficial. Yeah. Um, knowing your suicide prevention line is 100% beneficial. Yeah, um, they are trained to literally sit there and talk to you. Yeah. It's not a, I'm about to do this. I need to call somebody. No, it's look, I'm having a really hard time. And I think maybe that might be an option. Yeah. So finding an adult, even if it's not necessarily your parents that you feel safe enough to say, Hey, I need help. And it could be literally just that. Right. Hey, I, I stuff at home is really is really hard and I need help. Right. Okay. Well, what I'm going to do, I actually, I didn't really know that it was going this route, but I really like <laughs> um, where we went with this conversation. and I really appreciate your input. So in the show notes, I'm going to put um, the national suicide prevention hotline number and like um, some other numbers for like teen, um, just, help for teens and, and younger children, like hotlines that you can call. Um, if you or anyone you know is experiencing things like this at home, it is not normal. It is not okay. And you should definitely reach out. Well, um, I mean, it, it is it is okay to not be okay. Yes, like that, exactly. that is fine. Um, but understanding exactly. that you need help. I, I, I know that the suicide prevention and crisis line now has a, a way that you can text them. Um, okay. You just text the number 988 and you can immediately start talking to somebody. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap up. I think we're like an hour in, which is perfect. Oh, sorry. I know you're trying to keep them kind of shorter. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> I, well, some of them I do want to be a little bit shorter just for like a fun here and there, but I really like that we, you know, took this route, like I said, and, um, went into this whole story and, um, I appreciate you sharing your backstory. I know that, you know, a lot of people that are going through, through the same thing, you know, maybe they're feeling alone and you having the courage to share your story, it will help them, you know, feel not so alone. Like, okay, this happened to someone else. Like, yeah, I think that's a big thing as an adult I've learned is that I, nothing I've been through. I'm the only person who's ever been through it. Yeah. Literally your situation, somebody else is going through the exact same thing. And, and if you can find somebody who's been there, done that, they can kind of help you understand a better route to take or, um, the proper ways to go about things. Right. 
Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up. Um, thank you for everyone listening. And I'll put, you know, hotlines in description in the description of the show. And thank you so much, Shelby, for sharing your story and talking with me. And I'll probably have you on again at some point. I would I'm love sure. it. I totally want to come back. Yeah, you totally <laughs> should be like a I don't know how you are on stage or whatnot, but you should totally be a speaker and advocate oh God, for ter- stuff like uh, this. I- I can do this. I can talk to people this way. This is totally fine because this is like a phone call that I'm yeah. just chilling with my homies. But um, standing up in front of a whole bunch of people just staring at me, no. <laughs> Maybe we can start a podcast. <laughs> that yeah. would be kind of cool. That yeah. would be neat. That's you, an interesting you thought. do it. Yeah. Um, I think that you would really be – I mean, I know you inspire me, and I haven't been through half of what you've been through. And oh, I, I think that a lot of people would be inspired by you and how far you've come and – the things that you've accomplished and you just turn into a great mom. And I know you're not perfect, but my goodness, like your, your daughter is, um, she's cute and (laughs) she loves you to death. And I just, I think it's wonderful where you ended up in life. Thank you. I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy with where I am. That's wonderful. Okay. Well, Oh, I do. Before before yeah. you stop, I want to shout out to Grace and oh, yes. say thank you for her to really push your podcast. Yes. And um, you have quite the little following here in Fayetteville, Aww. Georgia, that we just think you're so cool. Thank you so uh, much, Grace, and her <laughs> friends. Yeah, yeah, and her 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 high school there. They uh they all see, they all really like your show. So that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, she's uh. Is she 18 yet? She's no. 17. She's applying for college. Oh, my gosh. It's terrifying. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if she wanted to come on the show, here's I'm sure she would. Yeah. Invite Grace. Yeah. Show and just tell me, you know, something that she's interested in. Give me all of your stories. She's interested in all of the paranormal awesome. things. Awesome. Yeah. I, I would love, love to have her on. Of she course. is so cool. Just need uh, permission from the, the, I guess, you or parents or whatever. Me. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. And You're welcome. This is again cryptids and other weird things. And I will see you or talk to you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.